privilege for me to stand here um, in this spot because uh, I honor the man who owns this. <laughs> and uh, I don't take it lightly when he, uh, when he asked me to, to do this. And so um, I thank him, Pastor, I thank you for allowing me to do this. And, and I've heard so many people already talking about how they've been praying for me. And Reverend Marilyn was praying this morning. I'm, I mean, she, whew, she, she hit me with some power. <laughs> Amen, during that prayer. Um, and, and I've heard so many people talk about you praying for me. Amen, you're praying for me. Praise God, I can't wait to see how good I do. I mean, you know. I mean, you pray with faith, right? Yeah, this ought to be good. <laughs> Amen, praise God, praise God. It's good to be here. It's good to be in church, amen? It feels good to be in the house of the Lord. It does. It feels good. And I suppose that most of us are here because, and I am leaning to the right, and I'm going to lean to the left a little bit more. I suppose that most of us, if not all of us, are here because that we're born again, right? Amen. Praise God. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. All right, children of God, amen. We're here in the Father's house, amen. And it's why we came, to honor him. Now, there may be some here that are not born again. We're gonna talk about that later, amen. But I'm just saying that, that we come to the Father's house to honor him and we're here because we are saved. Say, it feels good to be saved. Amen, praise God. Now, in, uh, I'm gonna read one scripture that, that's gonna seem out of place, but we're gonna come back to it later. Uh, Isaiah 53, one. one, one quick scripture there, amen. And if you want to turn to it, you can, or if they put it up there, it's fine. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Amen, amen. You know this scripture, John three sixteen. Let's, matter of fact, you're probably gonna put it up there, amen. Let's just quote it. All right, all together, John 3, 16 and 17, right? In case you don't know 17. There you go. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Aren't you glad for that scripture? Hallelujah. So we have two terms here we want to look at. John 3.16 says that we might have everlasting life. John 3.17 says so that we might be saved. So I want you to see that having everlasting life is a benefit of being saved. Amen. So those that be saved have Everlasting life. Amen. Amen. The word for saved is sozo. Now, we've been through this in Connect class some time ago, and, and pastors used it before. So the word sozo, amen, it has a lot of different benefits in that. I'm not going to reteach that totally, but I want to use that this morning, that, that everlasting life, praise God, is a benefit of being saved. Hallelujah. Now, do you really believe you have everlasting life? I mean, do you really? Amen. How do you know? Okay, by faith. Yeah, amen. Say it feels good to have everlasting life. Amen, it does. <laughs> it feels good. 
to have everlasting life. If you don't have it, you don't know what we're talking about. Amen. So um, one of the meanings of, of being saved is also being preserved. Amen. We are preserved for eternity. Now, don't get me on the security of the believer thing. I'm not saying that, that uh, you can never walk away from God. I'm just saying that if you trust in the Lord, you are secure. Amen. Amen. You keep your faith in him. It's, it's done. It's a sealed deal. Amen. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is the seal. <laughs> Amen. Don't break the seal. Amen. Praise God. So we are preserved Amen, because we're saved, so we have everlasting life because we're preserved. Right. Amen, that's what preserved means, to extend the life, right? You preserve uh, fruit or you preserve different things, amen, to extend its life, yeah. amen. But not like strawberries or grapes or things like that. You know, our being preserved does not end. Hallelujah. It will last for eternity. Yeah. Hallelujah, praise God. So we are preserved, amen, say it feels good to be preserved, <laughs> amen, hallelujah, praise God. Another word you can insert in the place of being saved is to rescue, amen, we've been rescued from the pits of hell. Every one of us have been rescued from the pit, amen. If you're born again, you've been rescued, hallelujah. Brought up out of the miry clay, set your feet upon a solid foundation, establish your goings, amen? Praise God. A benefit of salvation is that we've been rescued from eternal lake of fire, amen? It feels good to be rescued. Say, it feels good to be rescued. Amen, hallelujah, praise God, amen. Since we've been rescued from hell, God had to put us someplace, right? What's he gonna do with us? Well, Jesus said in John 14, in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. Amen? If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Amen? He has prepared for us a mansion in heaven. You got your own mansion. Hallelujah. It's not some shack on the corner of glory land. Come on. There's nothing shack worthy in heaven. It's glorious. It's magnificent. Amen. Jesus went and prepared for us a place in heaven. Say, it feels good to have a home in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, do we really believe that? Do we really believe that? We put our trust in, listen, when you're laying on your deathbed one of these days that Jesus tarries, we all will face that. You better know what you know about it. You better believe it. Because, I mean, after it's over with, there's no coming back, <laughs> right? You better believe it. You better believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. It feels good to be saved. It feels good to be rescued. It feels good to have eternal life. It feels good to have a home in heaven. Hallelujah. God is good. He is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for being so, so good. Amen. Praise God. Another word we can put in the place of being saved is being protected. I'm glad for that. Um, since Pam and I have, have uh, taken this, these routes in uh, Nashville, 
Now, for some of you who, who do have been truck drivers, like my brother Wayne, uh, brother Greg's not here, but he has done a lot of transport stuff. And if you've been involved in that, this may not seem like a whole lot of miles to you. But since the day after Christmas until this day, just work-wise, not, not personal driving, just work-wise, we've driven over 72,000 miles. The worst thing that's happened to me is that a, a blinker went out on the passenger side in the back. That's the worst thing I've had to deal with. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. We see on a regular basis wrecks. Cars that look better than ours stranded on the side of the road. I don't know what, what's going on with them. But we see that on a regular, almost every day. But we don't leave the house in fear. Why? Because we believe we are protected as part of our benefit package of being saved, amen? We don't get out of the driveway before Pam is claiming, amen, Psalms 103 and verse four that says that, that we've been redeemed from destruction. Amen, praise God. And we believe it. I don't drive in fear, even when traffic is heavy. When, and listen, let me tell you this. You may be a good driver. I count myself as a good driver. I do. You know, um, I know that because sometimes Pam lays over and goes to sleep. I must be a good driver for her to do that. <laughs> you know, and so I count myself as a good driver, but it takes more than being a good driver because there's many out there who are not. Yeah. Right? And, and I mean, there are some crazies out there. Yeah. Right? I mean, whipping in and I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And, and if I didn't have God's protection, you know, I, I might be in fear when I left out the door, amen. But I drive with no fear because I know that the angels of the Lord encampeth round about those that fear him and deliver them. I can tell you time and time and time again where God has delivered us from an accident. Amen, why? Because we have protection. Say it feels good to be protected. Hallelujah. Do you really believe you're protected? Do you really believe you got angels around you? Well, you can't see them. How do you know they're there? Sometimes we see the effects of them, but we know they're there because God says so. We know they're there. Amen. Praise God. Benefits of salvation. But wait till you see what's behind door number four. <laughs> I'm going to lump these two. There's, I'm not saying these are the, the last of them, but I'm going to lump these two together. I'm going to only pick one to really talk about. Prosperity and healing yeah. are also benefits of salvation. Yeah. That same Greek word can be translated as prosperous and healed. Amen. Amen. You can look it up in the Greek if you want to, or you can take my word for it. Either way, doesn't matter. Amen. And so, um, to save one, the word healed means to save one, or the word saved means to save one suffering from disease, to make well, heal, restore to health. Amen. Part of your benefits. Part of your benefits. As pastor's been teaching a lot on healing, it seemed good to me in the Holy Ghost just to talk about healing today. Amen. Because I believe it belongs to us. 
And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And hallelujah, I still got all kinds of time. And I'm so glad. <laughs> Say, it feels good to be healed. Say it again. It feels good to be healed. What if I don't feel healed? No matter. <laughs> we, we, we readily accept that we are protected, that we have everlasting life, that we have a home in heaven, that we are preserved. We readily accept those things because it doesn't require our eyes to see that. We just believe it. But when it comes to things that all of a sudden our eyes can see or our bodies can feel whatever, then it becomes then a matter of overriding what we see or feel. And that's harder. And not every, unfortunately, not everybody can do that. A lot of people, all, all of us to some degree are probably still struggling to completely come to that place, right, of believing it even though we may not feel it or may not see it, right? But you can do that. I promise you, you can because I'm gonna give you an example of how that you would do that in another situation. Okay. Amen. Amen. Pretend this is a lottery ticket, all right? It's a deposit slip, not a lottery ticket. <laughs> Amen. I don't buy the lottery. I'm not encouraging you to. Amen. I'm gonna use an example. Now, if you want this after the service, you know, to put a deposit in my account, you can do that. I won't mind. <laughs> but other than that, it's no good. So, Say you, you went out and bought a lottery ticket, amen, hypothetical, bought a lottery ticket, and, and uh, jackpot was $900 million, all right? And you are sitting in front of the TV that night waiting for them to call off the numbers, and they call it off, yeah, got that one, got that one, got that one, got that one, and all of a sudden, you realize you've got all the numbers. You got them all. Hallelujah. Honey, come here, check these numbers. See if that's right. You take a picture of the screen, you know, so that you can check it over and over and over again, you know. Check those numbers. Those are the right numbers. How long is it going to take you to feel like a multimillionaire? Even though you don't have a penny of that in your pocket. Come on. Even though nothing's in your bank account, right, from that, all of a sudden, you feel like a multimillionaire. Right? You start making plans of how you're going to spend the money. Be honest with me. Come on. We do. What we're not going to do is we're not going to say, well, I don't pay much attention to that thing. You know, look over here. We got all kinds of bills that are unpaid. Uh, the car needs repairs. We need new tires on the car. I didn't work a full week last week because because I, I had some issues and, I, and, I, and my check's not going to be as big. And I'm a month behind on the rent. So don't worry. Don't worry about that. We we got reality in front of us. No, all of a sudden those things mean nothing. Nothing, right? We know we're going to get a new house. We're going to get a new car. Amen. Those bills will be paid. And you're going to call your boss and say, I'm not coming in tomorrow or the next day or the day after that. Take this job and give it to somebody else. You thought I was going to say something different, didn't you? So that's what our reaction would be because we believe 
that we are at that moment, even though we've seen nothing to result from that in our bank account or our hands, we declare ourselves a multimillionaire. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the first thing you're going to do, right, you're going to tithe on that. You're going to write a check to World Harvest Church. Now, after the government gets their part, you may have $600 million left. Uh, but I'm sure pastor will be okay with a $60 million tithe check. <laughs> would, that, would that help, you think? Yeah. yeah, it would help, you know, meet the budget around here. So you do the tithes. You know, you give to maybe uh, Reverend Kamal and his ministry and the, and the ministry over in uh, India. You know, you'll find places, because I know you're good, God-fearing people. You're going to find ways to give and to bless other ministries that are dear to your heart. Amen. You'll write a half a million dollar check to Reverend Richard for preaching such a good message this morning. <laughs> I mean, I know you'll do things like that. But you start planning on what you're going to do with the money even though you don't have it. Amen. You'll even call 877-CASH-NOW, right? And some of y'all don't know what that is. <laughs> and you ask JG, would you, would, you, would you front me about 500,000? You know, I don't want to wait till that money gets here before I start using it. And he will oblige you. All right. If you don't know what that is, somebody tell you. Anyway. So, so you're so sure. You are so sure that five minutes ago, you didn't know how you're going to meet your bills. Five minutes later, you're a multi-millionaire. You know that because it is written. Come on. Because it is written on your paper. And you believe in the integrity of the lottery system. And you know that's mine. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm preaching good. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's see. I'm on the next page now. Praise God. Do we have that same confidence in God's word? Come on. Do we have the same confidence in God's word that we have in the lotto system? Ah, yeah. I mean, we got to ask ourselves that, right? Amen. Psalms 119, verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Praise God. God has settled it in heaven. It's up to us to settle it here for our heart and our life. We got to settle it in us. Amen. Amen. It's settled in heaven, but we got to do some settling here. Praise God. Romans 3, 4 says, Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. Praise God. Now, you may feel sick. Well, let God be true. And that word man can be woman as well. Amen. So let God be true and those symptoms in your body be the lie. So many times we believe the symptoms and we don't believe God. Amen. I'm telling you the truth, right? We believe the symptoms. If the symp- Listen to me. If the symptoms are true, God's a liar. Amen. If the symptoms are true, God's the liar. But the, God is not a liar. Amen. The symptoms then must be lying to us. Do I feel it? Absolutely. I feel it. That doesn't mean, amen, it has the right to have its place in me. Amen. Now, 
Here's the thing. I, I heard I heard a, a preacher uh, say this uh, yesterday on on uh, preaching on on YouTube. He said this: the devil has the ability to make you sick, but he doesn't have the right. He has the ability to put something on you, but he has no right to do that. You got to know your rights as a child of God. You got to know it, because if you don't, he's going to run over you with all he's got. Amen. And you're going to be a victim instead of a victor. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And that's where he wants us. But we're not, we're not of that kind of mindset, are we? Amen. Hallelujah. I like this. Psalms 37, 25. And if you can't keep up with me, fine. If you can't, then it's, it's okay. Um, Psalms 37, 25. King David says this. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Now, um, wow, Pam, Pam must have put a, something she wrote in the printer and then I printed out, I'm gonna have to see if I can decipher that. I may need the Holy Ghost to help me with that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's written in tongues now. I don't, I'm just gonna have to do the best I can do, you know. But um, praise God, <laughs> amen. So let's, let's, let's look at that. <laughs> That sounds like a prosperity message, and it is. It's a good prosperity message. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. Now, the word for seed is children, right? Never seen children begging bread. Well, remember when the Syrophoenician came, and uh, she was pleading for her daughter to be uh, delivered from a devil. Jesus said to her, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. That's where we get the, 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 um, the statement that healing is the children's bread. Right. Amen. So let's insert that in the Psalms. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed, his children, begging for healing. Come on. You don't have to beg for healing. It's God's will that you be healed. Amen. Don't beg him for it. Listen, and, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to to the best of my ability, uh, come to the place, you know, because we got to retrain our horse, right? We, 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 we think a certain pattern so many times and, and it's hard for us to break out of that. But instead of asking God to heal me, what I need to do more than anything is to declare my healing over my symptoms. Amen. Amen. I set my foot down and say, no, that is not mine. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, symptoms come. Those things happen. But when you realize that is not your inheritance, amen, you stand in faith against it. Amen. We don't have to beg God for healing. Jesus, do you understand this? I'm going to kind of jump off on a rabbit trail and come back. No doubt Jesus suffered terribly in, in, in the crucifixion. No doubt about that. But if that's the worst part of his suffering, he didn't suffer any worse than thousands of others did at that time because many of them were crucified just like he was. You know, many people, Romans, that was their pleasure to crucify people. And they did that. Amen. And if the crucifixion and the flogging uh, that he received was the worst part of that, other people were flogged as well. 39 stripes, 40 save one, right? Other people went through that. Understand this, on that cross, he didn't just take your sins. 
He took your sicknesses and diseases. The flogging and the crucifixion would not disfigure him to the degree that you couldn't tell if he was a man or not. That wouldn't have done that. But you've got so many diseases that deform and cripple a human to the point that, you know, remember the, the movie The Elephant Man years ago? There's a disease. Listen, you take all those diseases and put them on one person, you don't know what they're gonna look like. And that's the reason he was so disfigured. Not because of the beating, which is bad. Not because the crucifixion was, was horrendous. But because he suffered all of that disease and, and, and sicknesses upon his body for you and me. Amen. So that we might be healed. Praise God. He's our champion. Come on. He took the blow. He took the blow so that we might go free. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can we just, just give him praise right now? Let's worship him right now. He took your blow for you. He took your sickness. Your, yes, he took your sin. Hallelujah. But he took everything that we would ever have to deal with. Amen. And, and took it upon himself. I'm talking about sickness and disease. He took that upon himself. He's our champion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for being our champion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Church, it's written. It is written. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. It is written. Amen. We believe this when it's written. But do we believe this when it's written? Praise God. Hallelujah. It is written, who his own self bear our sins on his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Remember in the, the wilderness as the devil was tempting Jesus over and over again, Jesus would come back, it is written. And the devil would go, oh, no, I wish he hadn't have said that. That defeats me right there. That, I don't have anything to debunk that with. I gotta find somewhere else, way else to tempt him. He used the word, it is written, he used the word of God and, and put me in my place. That's what we gotta do, church. We got to know it is written and put our faith and trust in what is written, not in what we feel, amen, not what things look like, but what is written. Hallelujah, praise God. Thank you, Father. Amen. I'm glad it is written. Praise God. We're not trying to get everlasting life. Amen. We're not trying to get a home in heaven. We're not trying to get protection. We're not trying to get preserved. Amen. And we're not trying to get healed. Amen. Just as much as these other things are set in stone, that protection belongs to us, we have eternal life, amen, we have a home in heaven, all those things we believe, we trust, we look forward to, guess what? You are healed, that's just as true as the other. Amen. There is no 
place in there for us to, to doubt that. Amen. If one is true, the others are true. You're prosperous. Jesus said, or the scripture says that he was made poor that you might be made rich. I claim it every now. Lord, I'm rich. I thank you. I'm rich. I'm rich. Amen. Well, you, that's kind of haughty. No, that's the word. That's the word of God. Amen. Do you have more money? Not yet. <laughs> I have it, but it's not in my pocket yet. Just like, just like this, you know, you, you, get it, you get it written, come on, when, you, when it, you get it written and you believe it and you declare yourself a multimillionaire when you got the winning numbers, praise God, I've got it written in here too. Hallelujah, and I believe it. So I am a multimillionaire. Hallelujah, praise God. Amen. You want to borrow money? Come years later and I'll let you talk about that. Anyway, amen. I'll give you a promissory note. <laughs> Amen, I promise, amen, amen, praise God. I know the lottery system, they have laws, right? They have laws they have to abide by, so they gotta do it, right? And it's okay to trust man's law. You know, we ought to be able to trust man's law, you know, it's a good law, amen, and so we, we trust that. Well, God has a law too. God has a law, amen. It's found in Numbers 23, 19. God has a law, praise God. And this is where I have to start interpreting on this page, amen, because it's written in tongues. All right, so Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it, or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Since God, this, since there is no one higher than him, God had to, to make his own law for himself. And he did. He said, if I said it, I'll do it. Come on. If I said it, I'll do it. Praise God. We can take that to the bank. We can do that. We can believe that and receive that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Going to Colossians chapter one, and um, we use this, Chapter, uh, verse 12 earlier in the offertory. I want to use it again along with 13 and 14. In Colossians 1 and 12 through 14, says, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. Amen. We're the saints in light. Amen. Amen. Uh, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. That's why we're saints in light. We've been delivered from the power of darkness and has been translated into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sin. So evidently the kingdom of his son is a kingdom of light. Amen. The, the powers of darkness come from the kingdom of darkness. Now you've been translated out of that. Now, if China decides to impose a tax on their people, I don't worry about that. Why? Because I don't belong to that kingdom. Their laws have nothing to do with me. Right. Amen. Amen. Listen, the kingdom of darkness is where sickness and disease come from. And you are no longer in that kingdom. And their laws, now listen, if you're not born again, you're subject to whatever the devil wants to do, right? Because you've not been translated out of that kingdom. 
But if you're born again, you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You have an inheritance, and it's not sickness and disease. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's healing. It's, it's eternal life. It's prosperity. It's protection. It's deliverance. It's all those things. Amen. That is your inheritance. But nothing of the kingdom of darkness should have any more effect on us because we're no longer in that kingdom under that rule. Amen. Unless a devil tricks you into believing that you are. And that's where his strong arm, he's, he's got a strong arm, but it's his arm of deception. Amen. God's got a strong arm too. <laughs> but the devil's arm is, is an arm of deception. And he will deceive you into thinking that he can do this to you. And if we don't know any different, then we're subject to his whim. Praise God. But that's not us, amen? That's not us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Say it feels good to be healed. Isaiah 53, 1 again. Who hath believed our report? Who hath believed our report? Amen. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Talking about the arm of the devil. Here's talking about the arm of the Lord. <laughs> It's referred to as a strong right arm. Praise God. With that strong right arm, he led the children of Israel out of bondage. Hallelujah. Led them through the wilderness. Praise God. Defeated their enemies with a strong right arm. Is sickness and disease an enemy? Praise God. God will reveal his strong right arm to you if you believe his report. If you believe his report. Amen. If you don't believe it, you've tied his strong right arm behind his back in your life. Amen. It's up to us. It's up to us. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, me, whichever works best. Amen. Luke 18, 6 through 8 says this. And here, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. The pastor used this scripture not too long ago. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. That's that strong right arm. Amen. He will avenge us speedily. But oh my goodness, what about this next phrase? Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith in the earth. Wow. It almost seemed like Jesus wasn't sure. He's asking a question. When I come, Am I going to find faith in the earth? Now listen, you're not going to find it among the sinners. He's looking to his people, his church, for faith. Amen. Amen. So when I come, will I find faith in the church? Hallelujah. Amos 8.11 talks about a, a famine, not of bread or water, but of hearing of the word of the Lord. Now, I understand this was talking about more like the 400 silent years between the Testaments where there was no revelation from God through the prophet, through dreams or visions. God pretty much just quit talking for 400 years. There was a famine from them hearing the word of the Lord. But what if that could happen today? that there's a famine of, of hearing from the word of the Lord or hearing the word of the Lord. We say, well, people, 
are, are preaching the word that it's going forth over the nation and over the world like never before. Preachers are preaching on TV and radio and, and all that. Absolutely, I agree. But even because people have ears doesn't mean they hear. Amen. See, this word, you don't want to just hear with these ears. You want to hear with the ears of your heart. Amen. That's where revelation comes from. That's where faith is, is built and strengthened in you. Amen. So we can say this. Um, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find his church hearing the word? Because he said, will I find faith? So will he find his people giving ear to the word? Yeah, I heard the preacher last week. I heard what he said. But did you hear what he said? Amen. 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 If it doesn't make a change in you, you probably didn't hear it. Hello? Amen. If the word of God doesn't change you on the inside, you probably you heard it here, but you didn't hear it down here. Amen, because the word is powerful. Amen, it's alive. Amen, it makes changes. Praise God. Amen, so, so we can say, will he find his church giving heed to his word or giving heed to their symptoms? Come on, I'm just preaching it like, it, like it's written. Will he find it, will he find us giving heed to his word or to our symptoms? Amen, amen, amen. Let's look a little closer on that. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, we know this, right? Without faith, it's impossible to what? Please God. Oh, so what if we insert that in there? Jesus says, when the son of man cometh, will I find a church that's pleasing me? Wow. Wow. That should be our heart to, to please the Father, shouldn't it? That should be our desire. Amen. Over anything else, amen, our desire should be to please the Father. Amen. Whatever we do in word or deed, do it all to his glory. Please him. Before you please yourself, amen, you please him. Praise God. Amen. Before you please your bank account, you obey the laws of tithing and giving and offerings. Amen. And you please God over your bank account, right? You please God. You put him first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Amen. So we please God. So when he comes, will he find his church pleasing him? Amen. We can look at that and insert that as well. And that could be a oh me or a praise God. Amen. I, I believe we got people here that, that are pleasing God. Amen. Amen. But um, we got to keep that up. Amen. If you please God yesterday, there's tomorrow. They're still this afternoon, amen. I believe it pleases God that you're here this morning. If you come in faith, if you come with an open heart to receive the word, amen, that pleases him, that pleases him, amen. If we wanna hear Jesus say, well done, but don't we wanna hear that? No other words that will bless us and bring ecstatic joy to us than to hear Jesus say, well done. How are we going to do that without faith? How are, we going to, how are we going to hear that if we don't believe his word over what we feel? He's not going to say well done because we didn't please God. 
because we didn't exercise faith in his word. Hallelujah. It is written. It is written. Church, here's, and, and this is the challenge for us today and, and, and for now on. Amen. Um, I, I heard Reverend Marilyn talk about a new level, you know, as she was praying over the service. And I thought, I just that bore witness in my heart that God's wanting to take us up to a new level in faith. Amen. We've got to elevate. It is written. We've got to elevate that over what we feel, over what we see, over what circumstances look like. We've got to elevate. This word holds a higher position in us than our own feelings. Amen. It holds a higher position in us, amen, than what's going on in the economy in the world. It holds a higher position, amen, in us than, than the, the plagues that are being unleashed upon this world and there are many yet to come. You know, uh, I heard one preacher say yesterday too that, that, that COVID was just a dress rehearsal. You know, there's, just understand, we better lift the word of God over and above everything else, amen, or we won't have the faith to stand. Praise God. It's got to be paramount in our life over everything else. It is written, settled. Jesus won his victories that way. We'll win our victories that way because he believed what was written was true. And the devil knew it. And he had nothing he could do. Praise God. Don't you want to live that kind of life? Amen. When the devil says, you know what? I can't do anything with that guy. I can't do anything with that gal. Amen. They, they, they're, they're putting too much confidence in the word. And I, I can't override that. I'll try to make them think it's not true. But, but that's the best I can do. But if you're settled, amen, it's already settled in heaven. But if it's settled in you, amen, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. When is Jesus coming back? I don't know. But I know this, you know, um, and I, I, I talked uh, to Pastor about this as well. I just run some things by him. So we talked in, in, um, in Connect class back a couple weeks ago. Uh, people said, what are we going to have to go through before Jesus comes? I said, I don't know. You know, um, I'm not talking about the seven-year tribulation, wrath of God, but, but what I do know is that the Bible says, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. In other words, we're going to have some things we're going to have to endure. There's going to be some things we have to endure. Amen. People are enduring some horrific things right now in the world that, that we don't, maybe every now and then may hear about, but most of them we don't hear about. And they're having to stand strong. Amen. In faith. Amen. So, so I don't know what we're going to have to endure, but I do know what the victory is. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Amen. Our faith is the victory. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? If you believe what is written. Amen. Then you'll stand in faith. Amen. Praise God. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, praise God. Amen, I, 